Okay, Joe, and thank you very much. Here comes Horace Clark on, leading off for the Yankees. The Yankees have lost the first two ball games in this series, 4-2 Friday night and 3-1 yesterday afternoon. Horace Clark coming into the ball game, batting at 193. Has one double, no triples or homers, five RBIs. Batting left-handed against the big, powerful Earl Wilson. The right-hander delivers. There's a dribbler toward the mound. Wilson can't get to it as he runs by it. That ball moved over toward the first base side. Wilson moving off. Got his glove to it. Stopped the ball and ran right by it. And that should go as an infield hit, and it does. Forrest Clark opening up the ball game here with an infield single, a dribbler between the mound and first base. So the Yankees put the first man on in the person of Horace Clark. And here's Tommy Tresh batting at 223 with four home runs, 11 RBIs. Earl Wilson picked up from the Boston Red Sox for Don Demeter last June. And what a year he had since coming over to the Tigers. The big right-hander throws over to first base. Good move for a right-hand pitcher. Lauren Babe coaching at first base. Frank Cressetti at third. Don Wirtz, very shallow at third, looking for a possible bunt. The pitch to Tresh, a one-hopper to Cash. Catches it on the bag, the throw to second. And Clark is tagged out by the shortstop, Ray Euler. Norm Cash caught the ball as he was standing on the base, which retired Tresh. It was a one-hopper. And flipped the second to Ray Euler. And that took care of the Yankees very quickly here. As far as this uh, budding rally was concerned, the ball was well hit. But under the circumstances, uh, it was hit in the wrong place. <laughs> Joe, you know, it's a game of inches, and that's part of that big inch. Yes, it is. Norm Cash cut the ball right on the bag. There was nothing he could do but to get the force out at first base. And then an easy flip to Euler, and it's an easy double play. Cash looks like he might have put his finger into the glove a little bit too quickly because he's been, uh, he had time called for a moment. He's all right. A lot of times you do that in tear a nail. Okay, Mickey Mantle is coming on. Seven home runs, 15 RBIs, batting at 258. Mantle, batting left-handed, takes low and outside from Wilson, and it's ball one. Mickey, who came up with his 503rd yesterday, been hitting that ball sharply, has moved his average up 20 points in the last five or six games. Mantle deep in the batter's box. The outfield is deep and shaded to the right as Mickey holds off, and it's... Let's wait and see now. It's 2-0. and oh. The board had 1-1 one and one up there, but it's two balls and no strikes. Plate umpire is Marty Springstead at first base. Senior umpire in the American League is John Stevens. Bob Stewart at second and Bill Valentine at third. Earl Wilson ready once again into the windup. Here's the pitch to Mantle. Grounded at the plate. Strike one. Two balls and one strike. Dick McAuliffe, the second baseman, is back about six feet on the edge of the outfield grass. Ray Euler, the shortstop. Shading towards second base and on the grass. In at third and giving Mantle about 20 feet of the line as Don works. Cash a normal first base and giving Mickey a big chunk of that line. Fastball is outside. Three balls and one strike. They're bunching Mantle in the infield and the outfield. Mantle is not a pull hitter. Puts the ball straight away, both left-handed and right-handed. Infield and outfield, bunching Mantle up the middle. Free and behind the plate, calling a sign now. Here's the 3-1 delivery by Earl Wilson. It's high, it's ball four, and Mantle draws a walk. Joe Mickey down to first base with two outs. And here's Joe Pepitone, who's batting 
the same 258 that Mantle has. Pepitone, two home runs and 14 RBIs. McKee leading the Yankees in home runs with seven, RBIs with 15. Pepitone trailing behind McKee with 14 in the RBI department. Joe Pepitone crouching over the plate. The pitch is high by Earl Wilson. Ball one. Wilson, as Joe told you, had a four and three mark as this game got underway. Last year, coming over from the Red Sox, he was five and five with the Red Sox last year and compiled a 13 and six mark, finishing up with the Tigers, ending up 18 and 11, his best year in the big leagues. Pitch to Pepitone on the ground to the second baseman. McAuliffe bobbles it. Pepitone digging and a nice play by Norm Cash, scooping up a low throw, but it pulled him off the base. And Pepitone is safe at first. Well, the error by Dick McAuliffe puts Mantle at second. Pepitone at first and brings up Steve Whitaker, who had a pair of hits yesterday, bringing his average up to 253. Steve Whitaker, one home run, 11 RBIs. Dangerous batter, good power. Steve Whitaker holding the bat right on the end, stands far back from the plate. Not too deep in the batter's box, but moves away from the plate and leans over. He likes to go out after the pitch. Whitaker with a bat ready. Here's a pitch by Wilson. Dribbler toward the mound. Earl Wilson up with it. Flips over to Cash in time. The side is retired. That play going one to three. Well, the Yankees in the top of the first. No runs on one base hit. One Detroit error, two men left, and the score after a half inning of play. Yankees nothing, Tigers coming to bat. Going into the bottom of the first inning, it'll be Don Wirt, Dick McAuliffe, and Al Kaline. Whitey Ford coming on for the first time since May the 12th. And, Joe, this has got to be a big start for Whitey and for the Yankees and their future this year. Yes, it is, Jerry. Uh, more ways than one, too. Uh, before the game, there was no batting practice taken by the Yankees, and it was a pretty good uh, meeting held before the game. No secret that the Yankees are not hitting. All you got to do is look at the averages. Sitting as a team for 222, and managers will do that. They'll shake their ball club up, uh, telling them, you know, you guys are hitting 450 in batting practice and nothing in the game. And that couple with Whitey Ford start, I would say, is the most important game. Okay, Whitey Ford, the old master out there. Three, 236 lifetime wins. Has lost 105. Delivers a fastball in there, strike one to Don Work. And Don Word having a tough time at the plate in the early going. Comes into this game at 192. One home run and five RBIs. Ford again to Wirt. Hit deep to left field. Down the line. And that ball is there by about a foot. Wirt digging for second. Trash bobbling the ball momentarily. But Wirt rounds second and holds on. On the second pitch of the ball game, Don Wirt opens up with a double deep to left field. That ball was not more than a foot fair. Here comes Dick McAuliffe. McAuliffe batting 255, five homers, 14 RBIs. On deck, the great Al Kaline. Coaching at first base for Detroit, Wally Moses. And at third, Tony Cuccinello. Bottom of the first. First inning of the first ball game here. The pitch by Whitey to McAuliffe is in there strike one sidearm fastball Hauser in at third base 
Amaro shading behind Word at second. Clark about straight away at second base and Mantle at first. Here's a pitch by Whitey. Fastball misses outside. One on one. One ball and one strike. Don Wirt, a leadoff double on at second base. The outfield shading McAuliffe slightly to pull. Pepitone a little bit into right center. Ford again. Sidearm sinker is low this time. Two balls and one strike. Yankees trying to salvage some of this series. Lost the first two ball games. They come into this game with a 13 and 16 mark. Detroit only a half game behind the front-running White Sox in second place. So Whitey Ford, touch again. Here's a pitch to McAuliffe. The slider gets the corner, and McAuliffe has a word with Marty Springstead. Down now, two balls and two strikes. Manager Ralph House, along with pitching coach Jim Turner, up in the edge of the Yankee dugout, watching things very closely. Anytime a man has had arm injuries of any nature, you can always see Jim Turner out there getting a very special extra look. And he's watching Ford very closely right now. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Sidearm curveball misses outside. It's 3-2. and two. So it's a full count to Dick McAuliffe. Nobody out at second base. The third baseman is Don Wirt. On deck, Al Kaline as Jake Gibbs goes out and has a word with Whitey. Gibbs and Ford just in front of the mound, talking things over. A big crowd today. We had nearly 34,000 Friday evening, and this seems to be far in excess of that. Just looking around, very few seats available. The doubleheader here between the Yankees and the Tigers in Tiger Stadium. All right, Whitey ready once again. The pitch to McAuliffe, a hard ball, nice play by Mantle. Flips to Whitey in time. On a close play, Mickey made a good play. That ball right on the line. Mantle over there scooped it up. Flipped to Whitey for the put out. Moving to third base is Don Wirt. And the hand you hear is for Al Kaline. And what a year he's having. And that was the announcement that Al Kaline was coming on. Kaline batting at 354, eight home runs, 25 RBIs. Got four stolen bases. So the great right fielder for the Tigers is up there as four delivers. A sinker low and outside. Ball one. Whitey at this moment does not seem to be unloading. He doesn't seem to be too fast. Throwing sinkers and breaking pitches as he goes into the windup again. Here's the 1-0 delivery. There's a big curve in there. Strike one. One ball and one strike. One game in the American League rained out. Baltimore at Washington. All right, Whitey once again. The pitch to McAuliffe, or rather to Kaline, is in the dirt. Nice block by Jay Gibbs. Two balls and one strike. Don Wirtz on a third base. One away. Bottom of the first inning, no score. First game of the doubleheader. In the second ball game, it'll be Joe Sparma for Detroit. Fritz Peterson for the Yankees. Ford checking Gibbs into the windup. The 2-1 pitch to K-Line. Hit the left field. Not too deep. Tommy Crash coming on. He's under it. Tagging up. And coming in to score the first run of the ball game is John Wirtz. And the Tigers lead. 
One to nothing. That was a sacrifice fly, not too deep, but far enough back so that Tresh had no chance to get Don work. The RBI for K-Line gives him 26 on the air. For Don Wirt, that's his 12th run scored. Now here comes the Detroit strongman, Willie Horton. Built like a fire plug. Powerful left fielder. Holds the bat high and takes a fastball in there. Strike one. Detroit leading one to nothing. Bottom of the first inning. They're shading Horton to pull. Powerful right-hand batter. Whitey delivers. This one is outside. One ball, one strike. Whitey Ford. All-time winner as far as games are concerned by a Yankee at 236. Ready again. The pitch to Horton. Drilled hard and foul down the left field side. Count is one ball and two strikes. Ford has struck out more batters than any other Yankee pitcher. Has more shutouts than any other Yankee pitcher. Most shutouts of any active pitcher in the big leagues today. Now Whitey, ready once again, checking Jake Gibbs, Willie Horton, for that bat poise. Here's the one-two delivery, high and outside. Two balls, two strikes. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. You get the impression that Whitey is trying to ease into the ball game. In other words, he's trying to test that arm, I think. To make sure that it's solid. And that was the fastest ball that he's thrown so far this inning. The high fastball to Willie Horton. Here's the 2-2 delivery now. Ford ready. Here it comes. A high slider. Three balls and two strikes. Ford now taking his time out there. Rubbing up the ball slightly. Three and two the count on Willie Horton. On deck, the center fielder Jim Northrup. Horton, batting at 319, six homers, nine RBIs. Here's a pitch by Whitey, and it's a half-swing call, ball four. Horton nearly went after a high fastball, and with the walk to Willie Horton, the Yankee bullpen starts into action. Looks like Jim Bouton is coming out. Jim Bouton starting to loosen up. For the Yankees, Jim Hegan. There to catch him up. There's a dribbler toward first. Ford is up with it. Makes the play unassisted as he moves toward first base. And the Tigers are out of there here in the bottom of the first inning. One run on one base hit. One man left. No Yankee errors. And the score after one full inning of play. Detroit one, Yanks nothing. While Earl Wilson is warming up as we move into the top of the second inning, he'll be pitching to Gibbs, Hauser, and Amaro. We'll look at the scoreboard right now. Chicago's at Kansas City. That game's not yet underway. Baltimore and the Senators were washed out in Washington. First of a doubleheader, the Indians lead the Red Sox 2 to nothing after 6. Minnesota at California later start. In the National League, the Cardinals and the Mets are all tied up at 1 apiece after 3. Cubs lead the Dodgers 1 to nothing after 4. Philadelphia leads Cincinnati 1-0 after 5. And after two innings of play, it's the Braves 4 and the Pirates 1. That's all the action as we have it right now here in Detroit. Tigers leading the Yankees 1-0 as we go into the top of the second inning. Jake Gibbs coming on, batting at 263. 
Earl Wilson, fireballing right-hander, delivers high and outside, ball one. Gibbs, two doubles, no triples, no home runs, five RBIs. Gibbs, holding the bat high, chokes up a little, Wilson delivers, and there's a shot up the middle. Behind second base is McAuliffe, flips wide to cash at first base, the tag is put on Gibbs, and Gibbs is out of there, a nice play by Dick McAuliffe, retiring Jake Gibbs on a one-hopper that was headed toward center field. So Gibbs is out of there, the play going four to three. Actually, McAuliffe had much more time on the ball. He threw the ball almost as he was running away from first base and could have taken a little more time for a better throw, but Cash saved him with a nice catch and tag as Gibbs went by. All right, here's Dick Hauser now, batting at 299. Takes Hine inside, ball one. Hauser with two doubles, no triples, no homers, five RBIs. Dick Hauser chokes up a little on the bat. Ready, Wilson delivers. It's high over Hauser's head. It's 2-0. Earl Wilson was originally a catcher and then switched to pitching, and that's one of the reasons possibly why he may be one of the best-hitting pitchers in baseball. Powerful hitter. Here's the 2-0 delivery, and Hauser takes it high. 3-0, three balls and no strikes. Dick Hauser, who can work a pitcher... Trying to get on the base any way that he can. Detroit leading one to nothing. Top of the second. Wilson to Hauser, and it's ball four. So four high ones, and Hauser is on. That's the second walk. Given up by Earl Wilson in the ball game, and that'll bring up Reuben tomorrow. Jim Bouton, when he got up in the first inning, is continuing to throw in the Yankee bullpen. So we'll have to wait and see whether or not Ford is going to stay in this ball game, or whether a pinch hitter is coming on. Looks like we may be having a pinch hitter. We'll have to hold off until we're sure. Earl Wilson, the right-hander, sets. Here's a pitch to Amaro, and it's in there. Strike one. And coming out of the Yankee dugout is Ray Barker. He'll be batting for Whitey Ford. So Whitey, after straining that elbow on May the 11th, went one inning and said that it's still not right and backs off. Here's Wilson to Amaro on the ground to the second baseman McAuliffe to Euler for one. Throw to first, double play. A hard hit ball by Amaro to McAuliffe who flips to Euler back to Cash. The Yankees are out of there here in the second inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left. And the score after one and a half. Detroit one, Yanks nothing. Okay, here's Bill Frieden coming on now as we go into the bottom of the second inning. Jim Bouton, who was given all the time he needed to warm up as Ford was forced from the ball game. Apparently that elbow kicking up again. Detroit leading one to nothing. And this big guy, Bill Frieden, is one of the reasons why the Tigers are only a half a game out of first place. Frieden batting at 293, eight home runs, 24 RBIs. Here's the first pitch by Bouton. The fastball is low and inside, and it's ball one. Jerry, just a little byplay on that uh, tag play where Jake Gibbs dropped the ball last night, or uh, yesterday. Freeman was quoted saying that's a football play to bump Elliott, Cardi. <laughs> it's a one -oh. It's deep to left field. Way back there. Fresh near the railing, and it's out of here.
Jim Bowden being tagged by a home run by the first pitcher, or the first hitter to face him. Bill Freehan, and the ball game now goes two to nothing. Favor of Detroit, nobody out. Bottom of the second inning, and here's Norm Cash. Cash batting 269, four home runs, 11 RBIs. Strikes on the inside corner. Four Freehan, that's home run number nine, which ties him with Frank Robinson for the American League lead. And ties him with his teammate, Al Kaline, most RBIs, 25 apiece. One and one, the count on Norm Cash. That fastball missed outside. Norm Cash, ready. The changeup is outside by Bowden. Two balls, one strike. Bill Freehan, putting that 220 pounds of his. Drilling it over the 365 marker. It was a high fly that just cleared the fence. There's a strike in there to catch two balls and two strikes. That's all it takes, though, is just to get over. So Detroit leads two to nothing here. Bottom of the second, first game of the doubleheader. Bouton ready again. The fastball is low and outside. It's three and two. Three balls and two strikes. Cash, a powerful hitter himself. Outfield, about straight away for Cash. Infield, shaved a little toward the right. Curveball hit down the left field line, and that's slicing foul and out of play. Look at this Detroit lineup with McAuliffe, Kaline, Orton, Northrop, Freehan, and Cash. All of them capable of hitting over 20 home runs. The only man that hasn't done it in recent years is Northrop. There's a drive to right field. One hopper. Whitaker has it. Cash is in with a single. A 3-2 shot to right field. So the first two batters have connected off bout. And right now, this is New York Yankee Baseball. We pause for station identification. For listening to Yankee Baseball, brought to you by the Jeep Kruger Brewing Company of Cranston, Rhode Island. Brewers of light, golden Kruger Pilsner. This is WCSS in Amsterdam, New York. Ray Euler, the shortstop, coming on with a runner at first. Nobody out. One run in. And the first pitch is highest ball one. Ray Euler, who's in there for his glove, taking a flash at Tony Cuccinello at third base. On deck, the pitcher, Earl Wilson, a tough hitter. Euler squares the bunt and takes high ball two. Coming in was Hauser, Mantle, Clark racing towards first base. Spot like this, it's tough to figure what a batter's going to do in the early going, particularly when you're the home team and nobody out, a runner at first. Bouton ready again. Euler squares and bunts this one down the third base side. Bouton has it. Fires over to Mantle in time and down to second base was Norm Cash. The sacrifice is good. The play going one to three. And it isn't often that you'll bunt to get to the pitcher, but in the case of Earl Wilson, He's batting at 236 with one home run and four RBIs. Wilson, as we mentioned before, started out as a catcher. Six feet three, weighs in at 220 pounds. Right hand hitter, wide stance, straightaway stance. First pitch is hit up the middle of the base, hit a bullet in the center field. Here comes Cash. Pepper's coming up with it. Fires it in, and it's out of time. 
the bullet by Earl Wilson as the third hit of the inning off Fountain. The second run comes across in this inning, and the Tigers lead three to nothing. Now that'll bring up the leadoff man, Don Wirt, who opened the ball game with a double to left and later scored on the sacrifice fly by Al Kaline. Jake Gibbs has to say something to Jim Bass. And Joe, what can you say? What can you say to a pitcher in a spot like this uh, when you're getting hit? Not much. He just had to break the mood because uh, all he's got to do is look at the scoreboard and he knows what's going on. There's no strategy involved. You're just out there kind of like a babysitter trying to console him. Okay, Jim Bout now will be pitching to Don Wirt. Earl Wilson is at first base. Two runs are in. Detroit leading three to nothing. Bottom of the second, one away. Here's the first pitch. Pitch to center field. High in the air. Pepitone gliding back easily under this one. He's got it. Don Wirt tomahawking a high fastball into dead center field. Two out, and here's Dick McAuliffe, who bounced the first in the first inning. McAuliffe with that unusual stand. If you're familiar with the batter's box, he has his back foot, which is his left one, in the corner of the batter's box. About as far back as he can get and as close to the plate as he can get. And then the right foot, as he takes the fastball inside ball one, moves out and points right toward the second baseman, Horace Clark. Then he turns his body almost around to face the hitter. Very unusual stance. There's a changeup in there, strike one. One ball and one strike. But that's just the way he starts. We'll watch, though, when he starts to swing that he sort of coils a little bit and then unloads. Chokes up in the bat. Holds it high. Here's a pitch. Curveball. Inside in the dirt. Nice play by Jake Gibbs. Holding Earl Wilson at first base. The count is two balls and one strike. Detroit three, Yankees nothing. Last of the second inning. Jim Bowden coming on for Whitey Ford. Ford fits the first inning. Gave up one run. Now Bowden sets. Here's the pitch. The changeup hit hard to right center field. Over to pick it off is Whitaker and holding at second base. Is Earl Wilson, a base hit, a solid shot into right center field over Horace Bartett. That's the fourth hit off Bowden in this inning, and that'll bring up Al Kaline. Now the Yankee bullpen is up and at him again. Bad Tillotson starting to throw. Bowden coming on for Ford has been touched for four base hits, two runs. One of them, the ninth home run of the year by Bill Freehan. Here's Al Kaline. Sacrifice fly at first at bat. Takes a curve right in there, strike one. Outfield and infield shading to the left for Kaline. Never played a day of minor league baseball. One of the great right fielders in the game. Here's the one-strike pitch. Foul back, a high fastball, strike two. K-Line came into this year with 279 lifetime homers. 
He's got eight now, so that puts him up to 287. Moving toward that 300 mark. Began with the Tigers back in 1953 as an 18-year-old schoolboy out of Baltimore, Maryland. K-line, 6'1", 185. Trim, fine athlete. At the plate, Bouton sets a two-strike pitch in the dirt and again nicely blocked by Jake Gibbs. One ball and two strikes. K-line in the last two years was plagued with a foot problem. It was a congenital problem, one that he carried with him from the time he was born and finally had it operated on and now uses a protective covering on his left shoe. Here's the one-two pitch. Curveball hit the left field. Coming on a stretch. Can't get it. Wilson coming around third. Digging for the plate. And he's in to score. And it's a four-to-one ball game. For K-Line. His second RBI of the day. And that gives him 27 on the year. That's the fifth hit off Bouton in this inning in the third run. That the Tigers have scored. They lead four to nothing. Now here comes manager Ralph Houck out of the Yankee dugout. Detroit four, Yankees nothing. Whitey Ford pitched the first inning, gave up one hit and one run, then retired because of that elbow of his that began acting up back on May the 12th. And then Jim Bowden came on, gave up a home run to Freeman, a single to Cash, a sacrifice by Euler, a single to Wilson, fly ball to center by Wirt, and a single to McAuliffe and K-Line. And there are three more runs in, so Thad Tillerson is coming on. And Joe, with the changing of the guard out there on the mound, how about another look at the scoreboard? We'll do that, Jerry. I just want to make a comment about Jim Bowden. This is going to be a long walk for Jim. It's been a real frustrating start for Bowden. He's been trying to get on track. He just can't seem to do it. Jim came into this game with a 5.40 earned run average, which may not mean too much to a lot of people, but when you stop to think that what that means, that in 15 innings pitch, he gave up 14 runs. And he is really disgusted. It's a, kind of a heartbreak kind of thing. As you watch the youngster walk into the dugout, it's easy to take a pot shot at him. It's easy to say a lot of things because uh, he knows he got bombed. But when you see a professional baseball player who makes his living doing what Bowden is doing, it's a tough thing because there's not anything, there's nothing you can do. You just got to battle your way out of it. He's getting bombed. He knows it. Nobody has to tell him. And he's got to fight this thing out. He's got to fight it out himself. I tell you, maybe it's because I'm an underdog kind of guy, but... I really feel it, and that's the best way I can put it. You look at uh, helping the ball club is true, but helping yourself. Maybe I just better give the scores. Chicago, nothing. Kansas City, nothing. Bottom of the second. Cleveland, three. Boston, nothing. Bottom of the eighth. St. Louis, two. Mets, one. Bottom of the fifth. Maris a home run in that game to break the 1-1 tie. Banks has a home run. Good enough to lead the Dodgers 1-0 at the end of 5. And the Phillies 1-0 over Cincinnati at the end of 6. 
Atlanta four and Pittsburgh one. Bottom of the fourth, Aaron a home run, a two-run homer, and Stargell a home run. So that's a look at the scoreboard as we get a new pitcher, Thad Tillotson. We're in the bottom of the second inning. We've had three pitchers. And we've got another game to go, Jerry. Okay, Joe, and Tillotson with runners at first and second will be going up against Willie Horton, who walked in the first inning. Horton batting at 319. Had that bad left heel and leg. Now back on the beam, but still plagued a little bit with the problems that confronted him since spring training. Taked outside by Tillotson. It's ball one. There are two down. At second base, Dick McAuliffe. At first base, Al Kaline. Three runs are in. Detroit leading four to nothing. First game of the doubleheader. We're in the bottom of the second. Tillotson again. The curveball is low and outside. Two and oh. Two balls. No strikes. Hauser deep at third base and shading toward the line. Outfield pulled into the left side. And playing back. Willie Horton. Last two years, 29 and 27 home runs. Has driven in 100 runs in the last two seasons. The 2-0 delivery way outside is 3-0. Three balls and no strikes. Horton, who walked in the first inning. Out in front now, Fad uh, Tillotson, who came on for about three balls and no strikes. Tillotson getting the sign from Jake Gibbs. K-line. And McAuliffe moving off. K-line at first. McAuliffe at second. Tillotson sets. Here's a pitch. And it's low and the bases are loaded. So Willie Horton draws another walk in this ball game. at second of the afternoon. The bases are loaded. There are two down. And the ninth batter in this inning, Jim Northrup, is coming to the plate. Northrup hits that dribbler. Short first base as Whitey Ford went over, scooped up, and made the play unassisted. Left-hand batter came into the game hitting at 297 with two homers and 16 RBIs. Holds the bat right on the end. 190 pounds, six feet two. Tillotson delivers. Sinker is low and outside. Ball one. McAuliffe, Kaline, and Burton on the bases. They do not play Northrop to pull. Pepitone is shading into the gap in left center. Whitaker giving Northrop a big piece of that right field line. A good hundred feet. He's almost in right center. All right, Tillerson ready again. The 1-0 delivery. It's low. It's two balls and no strikes. 2 and the count. Right after this ball game, the Yankees will leave for Baltimore, where they play Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday evening against the Orioles. Thursday, they're in Syracuse, and then a big weekend set with the Indians before returning to the stadium Tuesday, May the 30th. Sinker is low, and it's 3-0. Three balls and no strikes. Yankees trailing four to nothing. Jim Northrup at the plate. Bases loaded. Three balls and no strikes. Tillerson having trouble finding the plate. Tillerson ready. Here's the 3-0 delivery, and it's in there. Strike one call. 
Northrup starting out to first base. Barry the toss is back. The plate umpire Marty Frank had raised the right hand. Three and one. Two down. Base is loaded. Tillotson again. Here's the pitch. Ground ball. Mantle has it. Two up. Tillotson into the windup. The pitch to Freehan is low. It's ball one. Well, this is one of those innings where everything is turning sour. Tigers six. The Yankees nothing. Bottom of the second. Two down. Runners to second and third. Tillotson ready again. The right-hander delivers, and the ball is hit deep to center field. Cut the call. Way back there. Way back there. And makes a great play on the running track. Ball hit 420 feet to dead center field. And Pepitone had all he could do to get to it and robbed Bill Freehan of a base hit. Brother, that ball was tagged way back there. For the Tigers, five runs on five base hits, one Yankee error, two men left, and the score after two innings of play, Detroit six, Yanks nothing. the third inning for the Yankees. Thad Tillotson is the scheduled leadoff man and he'll be followed by Horace Park and Tommy Tresh. Whitey Ford started the ball game. And the way the baseball rules go, no matter what the Yankees do or what the Tigers do or what the eventual outcome of the score, unless the Yankees can tie or go ahead, Ford will be tagged with the loss. All right, here's Thad Tillotson coming on. An unfamiliar position for Tillotson. He doesn't get to hit too much. Tillotson is one for one, batting a 1,000. 
got one major league hit, and he got it in his only at-bat as he takes low from Earl Wilson, ball one. Thad Tillotson, the third Yankee pitcher. Top of the third, Wilson delivers. Strike right in there, one ball and one strike. Earl Wilson being presented a fat six-run lead here in the third inning. One run in the first, five in the second. Wilson ready again. Tillotson swings and misses strike two. One ball and two strikes. Right after this complete third inning, after the Tigers bat again, Joe Garagiola will be along and bring up to date on all the scores in both the American and the National League. Action going on everywhere except in Washington, where the Orioles and the Senators were postponed. Swing and a miss, and it's strike three. Bad Tillotson going after a fastball, missed it. That's the first strikeout by Earl Wilson in the ballgame. Now here's Horace Clark. The Tigers helped Wilson in both the first and the second innings with double plays. One off the bat of Tommy Truck, the other off the bat of Ruben Amaro. Here's Horace Clark had an infield single in the first inning. Wilson ready, the pitch, and it's way inside. Ball one. Clark has been in that leadoff spot. Trying to shake the shackles of a big slump. Sees him hitting at 193 as he came into the ballgame. He's one for one right now. Swing and a miss, and it's strike one. One ball, one strike. Big crowd, beautiful day, although they're expecting the possibility of some rain later on today here in the Detroit area. Right now, though, it's beautiful. Here's Wilson to Clark. Fouled off, left side, upper deck, strike two. One ball and two strikes. One and two. As Joe told you, the Tigers trailing the White Sox by a half game. Really battling. One ball, two strikes, one out. Earl Wilson ready again, and a hopper up the middle. Coming behind the bag is Euler. Underhand flip in time, and Clark is out of there. Nice play by Ray Euler. Right behind second base. Underhand flip, two down, and here's Tommy Tresh. Well, the Boston Red Sox were trailing the Indians in that first game three to nothing and came up with four in the bottom of the eighth to move out in front four to three. So you never know. Here's the pitch to Tresh now, and it's high. Ball one. Earl Wilson. Shooting for his fifth win of the year. Ready. Tresh takes it outside. Ball two. Two and oh. Tommy Tresh in his first at-bat hit a one-hopper. The first baseman, Norm Cash, was holding against Clark, and he turned it into a double play, although Tresh hit the ball solidly, but in the wrong spot. All right, here's the 2-0 delivery to Wilson, and it's strike call. Two balls, one strike. Earl Wilson. Found new life since coming on here to the Detroit Tigers. It's more than just his ability, though. He'd become disenchanted with the Boston Red Sox, and they with him. There's a drive to right field. Al Kaline drifting over. To the right. Under it. He's got it. Three up and three down. And the score after two and a half. 
Detroit six runs on six hits. The Yankees no runs on one hit. Coming up right now, for the Detroit Tigers, it'll be Norm Cash, Ray Euler, and Earl Wilson. And Joe, it's strange to see a guy like Cash batting number seven in a batting order. That it is, because there's a guy who led the American League in hitting, but uh, I tell you, it's a real tribute to this lineup, Jerry. they got some guys who can really pop that ball and got off to better starts, and it gives Mayo Smith a chance to maneuver a little bit as far as right-hand hitters and left-hand hitters. Well, Norm Cash is stepping in right now in the ball game. He singled once and scored a run. That was off Bowden in the second inning when ten men went to the plate. Five runs came across. Detroit leading six to nothing. Here's the first pitch to Cash. They're tying outside and it's ball one. Norm Cash, as Joe told you, led the American League in hitting back in 1961. The 1-0 delivery. Hit sharply to right field. A sinking line drive base hit. So Cash comes up with his second base hit and the second shot into right of the ball game for him. Now Ray Euler, who sacrificed the first time up, moving the man to second base. In that case, it was Cash again, and Earl Wilson came up and drilled a single to center. Let's see what manager Mayo Smith does on this one. Nobody out. Cash at first base. Ray Euler, the batter. And this time he swings and misses. Strike one. Bad Tillotson, the third Yankee pitcher. Ford went the first inning. Bouton started the second, got only two men out, was charged with five hits and five runs. Tillerson came on in the second inning and retired the side. Damaging error by Mickey Mantle, let a pair of runs in in that big five-run inning. This time, Oiler squares the bunt and misses it, and it strikes two, and he had a little beef with Marty Springstead, the plate umpire, as to whether or not he actually bunted at the ball or not. When you look at this Detroit lineup, the only man who is not a fairly solid man with the bat is Ray Euler. Euler right now batting at 218. Four doubles, six RBIs. Hits a high fly, center field, Pepitone moving over to his left is under it, and he's got it. Tagging up and drawing the throw and then going back to first is Norm Carr. So Euler is out of there, and now here's Earl Wilson, who... Drilled a single to center field to drive in a run in the second inning and later scored himself. Wilson is the kind of a fellow that if you were thinking about a flanker back in football or something like that, he'd be the guy. 215, 6 feet 3. Can run well, powerful man. Where's the golf club in that left hand of his? You mentioned before a wide stance, fairly close to the plate. First pitch is in there, strike one. Earl Wilson picked up from the Red Sox for Don Demeter. It's been a big trade for the Tigers. One out, cash at first base. A ground ball to third. Hauser has it. Flips to Clark for one, and that's all I can get. Wilson really went down that line. No chance for a double play as Cash is forced at second base. Play going five to four. Two out. Wilson on at first now, and the batter will be the leadoff man, Don Word, who's taking a little time, having a conference with Dick McAuliffe, trying to give pitcher Earl Wilson a little breather down there. 
it's not the kind of a day where a ball player will run out of gas because of the weather. It's in the mid-50s. There's a high overcast starting to form here. The sun was out when the game got underway, but now the clouds are starting to creep in. Don Wirt, the third baseman, takes a strike from Tillotson. Wirt doubled in his first at-bat and fly to center in the second inning. Don Wirt, one for two in the afternoon. The third inning, and this is Wirt's third at-bat in the ballgame. Tigers leading the Yankees six to nothing. First game of the doubleheader. Tillotson delivers high. It's one ball, one strike. In that second ball game, it'll be Joe Sparma, who is 4-0 this year and 5-1 lifetime against the Yanks, going up against Fritz Peterson, who is 0-2 in 67 and 2-1 against the Tigers. 1-1 pitch. Check swing foul into the Yankee dugout and then out of it again. One ball and two strikes. Joe Garajola is going to have all the scores for you right after this half inning, so... Keep your ears tuned, and we'll bring you up to date on what's going on in the American and the National League on this Sunday afternoon, May the 21st. Tillotson getting the side from Gibbs. The pitch to Wirt is high. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. At first base, Earl Wilson. Wally Moses yelling something to the big pitcher at first base. Moses coaching at first for Detroit. Tony Cuccinello doing the job at third. Tillotson ready. Here's a 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. A fastball on the letter. That's the first strikeout for Tillotson and the first Tiger to strike out in the ballgame. So for Detroit here in the third inning, no runs on one hit. One man left in the score after three full innings of play. It's the Tigers six and the Yankees nothing. Okay, John. Here comes Mickey Mantle facing Earl Wilson. Mantle walked in the first inning, batting from the left side, deep in the batter's box. 503 lifetime home runs as Wilson delivers the first pitch in there, strike one. Mantle chasing Mel Ott right now, who has 511 lifetimers. In front of him is Ted Williams, 521, Jimmy Fox, 534, Willie Mays, 546, and the Great Bay Bruce, 714. Mickey takes high, one ball, one strike. Mantle has a chance to go ahead of Ott, Williams, and Fox. He may have trouble catching Willie Mays, who is in good shape and hitting them every day himself. Of course, Babe Ruth completely out of sight for most everybody. The 1-1 delivery, and Mickey takes low. It's ball two and strike one. Two and one the count. Tigers leading the Yankees six to nothing. Frank Cressetti coaching at third base. Been a Yankee consecutively since 1932. 36th year in the big leagues with the Yankees. High fly ball, straightaway center field. Backing up a few steps is Northrop. He's under it and he's got it. So there's one away here in the top of the fourth inning and we remind you this is New York Yankee baseball. We pause for station identification. This is WCSS in Amsterdam, New York. You're listening to Yankee Baseball, brought to you in part by the G. Kruger Brewing Company, makers of Kruger Pilsner, the world's most perfect beer. Joe Pepitone, who is safe on an error by Norm Cash in the first inning, is coming on now. 0 for 1. Pepe crouching over the plate. First pitch is outside, and it's ball one. Well, the reports on Whitey Ford... A dual reason why he left the ball game. 
give it to you uh, just as soon as this pitch is over. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Pepitone, and it's inside 2-0. Ford's elbow is bothering him again. He's also coming down with a flu. So one or the other can knock you out of the box in a hurry. Two balls, no strikes. Pepitone the hitter, one out, nobody on. Tigers leading the Yankees, six to nothing, top of the fourth. Earl Wilson ready. The fastball is in there, and it's strike one. Joe Pepitone batting in the cleanup spot. Came into this ball game hitting at 258. 0 for 1 thus far. Here's Wilson again to Pepitone. Curveball hit the left field. Way back there. Willie Horton on the run. And he can't get it off the wall. And Horton is hurt. He's down as Pepitone goes into second base standing up. He backed up into that wall and just collapsed and fell right on his face. There's a huge crowd behind the railing gathering there. The outfielders, both Northrop and K-Line are over there. And the way he went down, you could tell immediately that he hurt himself. Now, he's had a bad left Achilles tendon and a bad left calf muscle. But where he hit, it looked as though it was in the small of his back. And he went down as though he was poleaxed. I mean, just flat on his face and almost with no protection. In other words, when he fell over, he just flopped down. The trainer for the Detroit Tigers is out there now. And they're bringing out a stretcher from the sidelines here. Well, that's one thing you hate to see any kind of a ball player under any circumstances. Apparently, seriously hurt himself, as Horton may have done. Of course, we have no way of knowing whether he's badly hurt or just had the wind knocked out of him. But apparently, it may have been the wind, because the stretcher is now being waved off as Mickey Stanley is running out there. But the way he hit that wall, backing up, going after the fly, and then fell over almost in a flat position, hitting his stomach and face all at once. It looked as though he might even have been knocked out, but apparently he's up and okay. And there's a big hand going out for him. The trainer out there is Bill Beam. And all the kids who are out in the left field bleachers there are climbing on the wall trying to get a better look. Well, if he stays in the ball game, it'll be a big surprise because the way he went down... It looked as though he wasn't going to play for a week or so. He's walking off under his own steam. Joe, you've had the glasses on him all through this. Could you tell what area they were working on? Jerry, I think you had it uh, exactly right. It was uh, right in the middle of his back. There's a little uh, protrusion in left field. Uh, it is covered with foam rubber, which uh, may have saved him uh, from serious injury. He's walking off, uh, but he wants to stay in the game. He started to walk off. Mickey Stanley started to loosen up, and now Stanley is left, and Willie Horton is going to stay in the game. Uh, it could be that uh, he did get the wind knocked out of him. I don't believe he ever lost uh, consciousness. He was laying out there. It was very painful, and he's a big guy, and luckily he's not hurt. And that fence is marked 365, but right now, that's it's about 368. He moved it back two, three feet. He really went into it. Dr. Wright has come on the field. He's talking to the trainer, and apparently he's all right. Strange thing, Joe, is the way he went down, face first, almost as though he was out cold when he went out. 
that uh, extension on the fence uh, is only about uh, four, maybe five feet high, and that's what really ripped him. Okay, we're back into action here. Steve Whitaker is coming on. Pepitone on at second base with a one-out double. Horton stays in the ball game. Tigers leading six to nothing, top of the fourth. And Whitaker takes a high curve ball. It's ball one. Whitaker bounced back to the pitcher in the first inning. Steve Whitaker holding his own thus far in the early going. Not hit for too much power as far as home runs are concerned, but he's got it. Has one home run, 11 RBIs. Here's Wilson's pitch. High curveball. 2-0. Two, two balls and no strikes. Two double plays got Wilson out of some trouble in the first and second inning. Then he retired the side in order in the third. And now a double by Pepitone with one out. 2-0 the count on Whitaker. Wilson sets. Here's the pitch. Ground ball foul. Pass Lauren Babe towards the Yankee dugout. And the man down there who takes care of that situation is up with the ball and fires it in and gets a big hand. He's a left-hander. You know, it's always fun at the ball games. The little things that happen that uh, give the spectators so much enjoyment. That's one of those things that does. All right, Wilson ready. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Fouled off. Two balls and two strikes. Two and two of the count. Cards leading the Mets now, 3-1 after 6. Boston beat Cleveland, 4-3, a final score. Chicago and Kansas City scoreless after 2. Minnesota California later start. Baltimore at Washington postponed because of rain. All right, Earl Wilson once again. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Whitaker. Ground ball is fair. Nice play by Cash. Up for the race to the bag in time. And Whitaker is out of there. Moving to third base is Joe Pepitone, and that was a fine play by Norm Cash. He went back along the line, backhand of the ball, and then had a mad dash to the base with Steve Whitaker and just outran him. We'll bring up Jake Gibbs to bounce to second in the second inning. Other National League scores. Cubs one, Dodgers nothing after six. San Francisco and Houston scoreless after two. Philadelphia leading Cincinnati one to nothing after eight. Front running red. Out in front by three and a half. And it's the Braves four, Pirates two after five. A dribbler toward the mound. Earl Wilson scoops it up. A soft toss to Norm Cash and Gibbs is out of there. Play going one to three. For the Yankees, no runs on one hit. One man left. And the score after three and a half. Tigers six runs, seven hits. Yankees no runs on two. In the last of the fourth inning, coming on for the Detroit Tigers, it'll be Dick McAuliffe, Al Kaline, and Willie Horton. Detroit leading 6-0. Look at Tony Cuccinello coaching at third base for Detroit. Reminds you of that, I think it was 1945, when he and George Sternweiss went right down to the final day and lost by 10 thousandths of a percentage point the batting championship in the American League to George Sternway. That's got to hurt, Joe. Oh, man. Here's McAuliffe. The first batter almost got hit, and it's ball one. Old Cooch, one of the really fine guys in baseball, was lieutenant for Al Lopez for many years with the Indians and with the White Sox. Fine second baseman. Here's the 1-0 delivery to uh, McAuliffe, and you don't have to stay off by that 
on is just where will it hit? It's out of here. Dick McCarlough unloading on a fastball, and he really boomed it out of here. His sixth home run of the year, and his 15th RBI. Well, the Tigers take over a seven to nothing lead right now. That's the first run of Tillotson from coming on. Now here's Al Kaline who takes a strike right in there. Kaline with a sacrifice fly to drive in a run and then a single to left to drive in another. Kaline currently leading the American League in RBIs with 27. And Willie Horton who appeared to be half dead at one moment in the top of the fourth inning in left field is in the on-deck circle swinging those bats. Great to be strong. Here's the one-strike pitch. High ball one and strike one. Yankees on to Baltimore for three night games, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. The weekend series with the Indians and then back to the stadium Tuesday, Memorial Day, May the 30th. Doubleheader against the Twins. First game starts at 1 o'clock. High fastball to K-Line. It's two balls and one strike. Tigers, seven runs on eight hits. The Yankees, no runs on two hits. Tillotson getting the sign from Gibbs. The right-hander, ready again. Here's the pitch to K-Line. Ground ball foul. Cuccinella makes the play. And gets a little hand from the fans off the third base side. Thad Tillotson, the player to be named later in the Dick Schofield deal. The one that sent Schofield to the Dodgers last year in September. Helped them win the pennant. The 2-2 pitch to K-Line. Drill down the left field side. They hit. K-Line's going to try for two. And is in the second base standing up. Well, K-Line. A double to left. And for K-Line, that's his sixth double of the year. He comes out of the ball game, and Mickey Stanley goes in as a runner. Al Kaline, who every now and then has that foot problem, his left foot, goes out of the ball game. Stanley going in to run for Kaline, and will stay in as the outfielder. Tigers are leading seven to nothing. Bottom of the fourth. Now here's Willie Horton, who's got a pair of walks. Tillotson delivers, and Horton takes the curve outside. Ball one. The way Horton went down in that last inning, it's hard to believe that he's at the plate right now. So the Yankee bullpen goes into action, and Hal Renna starts to throw. Stanley at second base, running for K-line. The pitch to Horton is just outside. It's 2-0. Two, oh. two balls and no strikes. Willie Horton, the strong man, driven in 100 runs the last two years. And yet they say he hasn't really hit his full potential. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Fly down the right field side, slicing foul into the upper deck out of play. Boy, when you drive in 100 runs and they say that you haven't hit your potential, how good can you get? Willie 
1964 with Syracuse, drove in 99, but he had 10 with Detroit, so that's 109 on the year. And he had 104 in 65 and an even 100 last year in 66. This year so far, he only has nine, but he's been injured and missed a lot of the early going here in the American League in 67. The count is two balls and one strike. At second base, Mickey Stanley running for Al Kaline, who has left the ball game. Tigers seven, Yanks nothing. Bottom of the fourth. The pitch by Tillotson is swung on a miss, and it's strike two. Two balls, two strikes. A good sinker. Well, Kansas City has jumped up in front of the White Sox four to nothing after three. And if they lose and the Tigers win, Detroit moves into first place in the American League. Boston has beaten the Indians already four to three in the first of a doubleheader. Minnesota, California, latest start. Baltimore at Washington postponed. Tillotson ready once again. The 2-2 pitch. High fly. Short left center. Pepitone over there. Under it easily. Tagging up and coming to third is Stanley. The throw to third base is almost in time, but Hauser drops it. Although Stanley beat the play. Hauser pulled one of those tricks that you see every now and then. He just stood there as though there was no play at all, giving Stanley the decoy, but it didn't take. Uh, Stanley came piling in with a hard slide and almost got Hauser in the nose when he slid and then bounced up. So that's a good play by Mickey Stanley. Moving over to third base, there's one down now, and the batter will be Jim Northrup. Willie Horton flying out deep to center field. Good throw by Pepitone. Almost had him. Northrup at the plate. The pitch by Tillerson. Ground ball. Clark has it. And <laughs> I'll tell you, that was a hot shot, and he had to back off of it to come up with it. A tough play and a fine stop by Horace Clark, holding Stanley at third. Northrup is out of there, who is now 0 for 3. That'll bring up Bill Freehan. Homer, slide to center. That ball was well hit. Horace Clark played that as though he had the cape and the bull was coming at him. He kind of moved aside and really made a fine play as the ball was taking a half hop by him. Curve ball is in there, strike one. Two outs. Stanley at third base. The Tigers seven, Yanks nothing. The pitch to Freehan is swung on and missed, and it's strike two. Nothing into the count. No ball, two strikes. Bill Freehan batted 300 in 1964 and then slumped to 234 the next two years. He's come out with a vengeance, though, in 67. There's a ground ball. Amaro up with it. Fires to Mantle in time. Side is retired. For the Tigers, one run on two base hits. No Yankee errors, one man left, and the score after four innings of play. Detroit seven, Yanks nothing. Now here's Earl Wilson getting ready to pitch to Dick Hauser. Mickey Stanley in center field, Jim Northrup in right. Al Kaline has left the ball game, as you know. Strike is called on Dick Hauser. So Northrup moves over to right field. Stanley goes into center. Top of the fifth. Here's a pitch by Wilson. Hauser takes low and outside. One and one. 
Dick Hauser walked in the second inning and then was erased on a double play ball off the bat of Ruben Amaro. Wilson again to Hauser. Drill down the left field side. It's fair. Rolling to the wall, and Hauser will have himself an extra base hit, a double to left field. That's only the third hit off Earl Wilson. And you don't have to be too smart to realize that one of the major problems that the Yankees have been running into lately is the fact that they haven't been able to score. They lost the first ball game 4-2 Friday night, getting only two runs, and then yesterday they came up with only one run when Mantle hit a home run. They lost that game by a score of 3-1. Now they're trailing 7-0 in the fifth inning. Hauser, an opening round double here in the top of the fifth. Here's Ruben Amaro, who bounced into the double play in the second. Fouls the first pitch off, down the right side, strike one. Tillotson, who is the scheduled next batter, will not hit. It's Ray Barker coming on. We'll do the batting for him. Barker was scheduled to bat for Bouton before Amaro bounced into the double play in the second, so he's out there again. The one-strike pitch to Ruben is in there, strike two. Ray Barker coming on for Thad Tillotson. Hal Reniff has been throwing in the bullpen, so he'll be coming on for the bottom of the fifth inning. Detroit seven, Yanks nothing. Top of the fifth, Hauser at second base. Wilson to Amaro, ground ball to word of third. He's up with it. The throw to Cash in time, holding at second base is Hauser, and there's one away. Play going five to three. We do this every now and then. We might do it now to bring you up to date if you keep score. You wonder what the numbers mean with ball players. Each number on the playing field represents a position. The pitcher is number one, and the catcher is number two. First baseman three, second baseman four, third baseman five, the shortstop six. Left field seven, center field eight, and the right field is nine. We use those numbers as symbols when we're keeping score. That play went five to three, third to first. One out, here's Barker coming on for Tillotson, he takes the strike. Ray Barker has been used sparingly, played a little bit when Mantle was hurt early in the year, but has been used only as a pinch hitter since. He's got two base hits and 25 at-bats, batting at .080. Barker takes high, and it's ball one, one and one the count. Second ball game, it'll be Fritz Peterson and Joe Sparma. Young left-hander for the Yankees and the young right-hander for the Detroit Tigers. Earl Wilson shooting for his fifth win. Comes set. Checks Hauser. The next one to Barker is hit to left center field. Willie Horton drifting over this one. He's got it. One-hands it. And fires it into the third baseman downward. Holding at second base is Dick Hauser. So Barker batting for Tillotson. Flies to left center field to Willie Horton. Two down, and the batter will be Horace Clark. Clark had an infield single in the first inning and then bounces short in the third. Horace, one for two. Clark, a switch hitter, batting from the left side against the right-handed Earl Wilson. Wilson getting ready, set. Here's the pitch to Clark. It's high and small one. In fact, the first eight, six Yankee hitters are left-handers. First three switch hitters, Clark, Stretch, and Mantle. Pepitone, Whitaker, and Gibbs left-handed all the way. Wilson 
Attempted pickoff at second base, no good. The ball was high. Hauser alerted to it back in plenty of time. You could hear Frank Cressetti yelling when he saw Euler moving around behind Hauser at second. Now Wilson gets the sign. Sets. Here's the pitch to Clark. And it's in there. One and one. One ball, one strike. First game of the doubleheader, and the sun is now out again. It got rather overcast and cloudy there for a while, but it's coming out bright and clear. Earl Wilson comes set. Here's the pitch to Clark. Up the middle, off Wilson's glove. Toward the shortstop. Euler up with it. No chance to make a play, and Horace Clark has himself an infield single. That ball was really tattooed, and Wilson, the fine athlete that he is, had all he could do to stop it. The ball dribbled toward the shortstop, but didn't get to the dirt part of the infield, and Euler had no chance to make the play. So Horace Clark gets himself an infield single. The Yankees have runners at first and third with two out, and the batter is Tommy Tresh, who hit into a double play and fly to right. Tresh is wearing that shin guard, half of a shin guard, on that right foot. Got a lot of trouble with that. Ligaments in the knee have bothered him got hit there when he was batting right-handed around the ankle. So it's very tender. There's a high fastball inside ball one, and Bill Freehan didn't even know he had the ball. He looked around, thought it got by him, but it's stuck in the webbing. Yesterday, Freehan broke the webbing of his glove and had to use another one. Earl Wilson with runners at first and third, two down. Here's the 1-0 delivery, and it's in there. Strike one, a curveball. One ball, one strike. Tommy Tresh questioning the call of the plate umpire, Marty Springstead. Not so much that he wanted to argue, but by turning around, and you could almost hear him say, was that high? Ball players will do that. They'll question an umpire occasionally. There's a foul into the Yankee dugout. Strike two, one ball and two strikes. This ballpark is continuing to fill up. Looks like nearly a capacity crowd. Looks like there's at least 40,000 here today. Watch the doubleheader between the Yanks and the Tigers. In the first two games, total of 47,000 people on hand to watch. Wilson sets the one-two pitch to Tresh. Inside, two balls and two strikes. The big right-hander firing that fastball, missing the inside corner. Dick Hauser at third base, Forrest Clark at first. Double by Hauser, the infield single by Clark. The 2-2 pitch by Wilson to Trash. Line drive, and what are they going to call it? Nobody really made a call, but now they've got it. John Stevens, the first base umpire, had the ball go right by him, and he spent some time dodging the ball and was a little late on the call. But we're right on the line here, and the ball was about six inches foul. We could see it, I think, better than either of the umpires because the plate umpire was blocked out a little bit by the catcher and the first baseman cash, and Stevens was dodging the ball, and it did miss the white chalk line. It was slicing hard. A few inches different, though, and it would have been a fair ball. Neither umpire, for a moment, called it. All right, here's Trash up there now. The 2-2 pitch to Tommy. High pop, left side. Don Wirt digging toward the railing and can't get to it. 
Don Wirth, the Detroit third baseman, is a deceptive ball player. He's built along the line to the box. He's very boxy looking, has a barrel chest and fairly wide hips and what appear to be rather thin legs, but he runs well and hits well and does the job for you. He's not a tapered ball player. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Yankees with runners at first and third. Trailing seven to nothing. Top of the fifth. Here's the pitch. Trent takes it. Strike three. A curveball. Tommy looking for the fastball. Got hung up there. That's the second strikeout for Earl Wilson and for the Yankees here in the fifth inning. No runs on two base hits. No Tiger errors. Two men left. And the score after four and a half. Tigers seven runs on nine hits. The Yankees no runs on four hits. Al Renniff coming on to pitch to Norm Cash, who's two for two. Two solid singles to right field. The first pitch is low, and it's ball one. Renniff, the fourth Yankee pitcher. Al is 0-2 this year, making his 11th appearance of the season. The next pitch is low. It's ball two. Renniff coming into the ball game with a 4.86 earned run average. So manager Ralph Howe going to the bullpen. Ford started pitched one inning, about pitched two-thirds of an inning, Tillotson two and a third inning. Here's a foul to the right. <laughs> Strike one. Even flinch. That ball was about a foot to your right. Boy, you got good depth perception. No wonder you were a good pilot. Well, I'll tell you what it was. You see, I'm a little flinchy now, and uh, you get where you don't move after a while. There's a swing and a miss, and it's strike two. Two balls and two strikes. Two and two of the count. We'll have the scooter coming on right after this half inning when he gets his breath back. <laughs> Tigers leading the Yankees, 7 to nothing. Renniff to Cash, it's outside. Three balls and two strikes. Right now, the pitchers of record, Wilson for the Tigers and Ford for the Yankees, although Whitey pitched only one inning, gave up one run. He still stands as the pitcher of record. Now, let's the Yankees can tie it or go ahead. Fastball, they tie it outside, and it's ball four. So, an opening inning walk in the bottom of the fifth for Norm Cash, and he's had a perfect afternoon so far. Two singles and a base on ball. Now I'll bring up the shortstop, Ray Euler. Sacrificed in the second, fly to center in the third. Cal Renniff. The fourth Yankee pitcher. Getting the sign from Jake Gibbs as Euler steps in. Yankee infield, a double play depth. Cash at first. A bunt high in the air. Third baseman Hauser in foul territory has it. Ray Euler trying to drag one. That was more for a base hit than a sacrifice. Is out of there on the bunt. High pop towards third. Hauser in foul territory put it away. There's one away. And now here's Earl Wilson coming on who had a single to center to drive in a run and later scored. And then bounced to third. Getting a fine hand. Wilson coming into the ball game with a four and three mark. He's shooting for his fifth win. Tigers right now with a comfortable seven to nothing lead. Bottom of the fifth inning. 
Al Rennes, the fourth Yankee pitcher, gets the sign from Gibbs. Sets. Here's the pitch to Wilson. A curve is in there. Strike one. On the scoreboard, Kansas City leading the White Sox 4-2 now after four innings of play. Boston beat Cleveland in the first game 4-3. The second game about to get underway. Minnesota at California later start. Baltimore at Washington postponed because of rain. Renniff again to Wilson. High drive, right field. Backing up to Whitaker. On the track, he's got it. You know, that Wilson could hit fourth on a lot of ball clubs, Phil. You're not kidding, Jerry. Uh, he, he's got a powerful swing, and uh, every year he gets about as many or more homers than any other pitcher in the American League. Earl Wilson drilling one deep to right field. Now here's the leadoff batter, Don Wirtz, who doubles, slide to center, and struck out. Cardinals leading the Mets 3-2 after 8. A tight battle in New York. Wirtz takes high, ball one. There are two out here with Cash on at first base. Dodgers leading the Cubs 4-1 after 8, after the Cubs beat the Dodgers, coming up with 20 runs yesterday. Renup ready again. The pitch to Wirtz is fouled off right side. 1-1. One Houston leads the Giants one to nothing after four. They're an extra inning. Cincinnati playing the Phillies. It's all tied up at one apiece. And after seven innings of play, Braves five and the Pirates two. The Pirates not getting the pitching. They've got the hitting. They've got the defense, but they're not getting the pitching. Preseason favorite for many people. Oh, boy, there was a curveball that very nearly got Don Wirt in the head. He ducked into it. In other words, he bent right over, and the curve kept breaking after him. Just went over the top of his helmet. Two balls and a strike with two outs. Cash at first. Tigers leading by seven. It's a seven-nothing ball game. Bottom of the fifth. Ran up sets. Here's the pitch to work. A base hit up the middle. And ball, one hop through the infield. Amaro never had a chance to move for it. So the Tigers have runners at first and second, and here's Dick McAuliffe, and what an afternoon he's had. Bounced to first, singled to right, and scored a run. Then hit his sixth home run of the year into the upper deck in right field. Norm Cash, who opened the inning with a walk, is on at second base. Don Wirt at first, and Dick McAuliffe now coming on. Mickey Stanley in the on-deck circle. As Rennes comes set. Two down. Here's the pitch. Right down the middle. Strike one. Ford went one inning. Gave up one run. Bowden to two-thirds of an inning. Gave up five runs. Tillotson two and a third innings. Gave up one run. Now Hal Rennes. Here in the bottom of the fifth. Now getting the sign from Gibbs, delivers. There's a ground ball to Clark at second base. Scoops it up, flips to Mickey just in time. The side is retired. That's play going four to three. For Detroit, no runs. One base hit, no Yankee error, two men left. And the score after five full innings of play. Tiger seven and the Yankees nothing. Booming or brushing off the infield. I'm not quite sure what they call it. A lot of places they drag it, but here they use big brooms wide brooms and that seems to be taken care of we're going into the top of the sixth inning with the yankees trailing seven to nothing tigers have 10 hits in one error 
Yankees have four hits in one error. Earl Wilson moving along, shooting for that fifth win. Ricky Mantle is coming on for his third at-bat. And now to carry it down to the wire is the suitor, Phil Rizzuto. Okay, Jerry. Mickey walked his first time up, fly to deep center field in the fourth. A big right-hander into the windup. Pitch to Mickey. A hard ground ball off the glove of the ball up in the right field. That'll be a base hit. Mickey Mantle singles to right. That's hit number five. The ball really spun as it hit the ground. The ball have just got the end of his glove on it. Here's Pepitone. Joe reached down an error in the first inning. And Pepitone is the fellow who uh, hit that long fly off the left center field wall for a double that injured Willie Horton. Horton crashed into the wall and was almost knocked out. After about five minutes, he resumed play. Just knocked the wind out of him. There's a pop-up to the infield. And the second baseman, McAuliffe, and word, and McAuliffe makes the catch right in back of the pitcher's box. One away. That brings up Steve Whitaker. Steve hit to the box in the first inning. Bounced out to first base in the fourth inning. Phil, you know, you mentioned that Horton. I thought he was dead when he fell over. What did you think? I did. I said, uh, you know, first I thought his head hit the wall. And, I mean, the way he went down, then I saw him move and reach for his back. And uh, I thought maybe, you know, possibly a serious back injury. But as strong as he is, somebody said he chipped the wall out there. <laughs> Boy, he is a monster, I'll tell you. Ball won the Whitaker. So I, I know I said a, a normal ball play. You or I had been in the hospital for two months. But Joe had the best one of all. He said the 365 mark now has to be changed to 368. <laughs> he knocked the wall back, huh? Well, pitch to Whitaker. Ground foul outside of first. Down the right field line. One ball, one strike, and one out. Well, it's the first time we've seen the Tigers this year, Jerry, but uh, it looks like they're for real. Bill, I would say one thing. The way things have been going, it'd be just as soon to bypass them if we find them again. Boy, I said it. They've had two complete games with Lolich and McLean. Wilson here, leading 7 and nothing, has allowed just five base hits. And their hitting and fielding has been great. Swing and a miss. One ball, two strikes to uh, Whitaker. Jay Gibbs thought it was three strikes, started to walk up. Now he backs up into the on-deck circle. One man out. Mantle at first base. Cash not holding Mickey close. When you have a seven-run lead, nobody's going to try and steal the base. Stretch by Wilson. High and tight in the counts even, two and two. The choice big inning was the second inning when they picked up five runs on five hits off Jim Bowden. Man, did you see Bowden get mad, Jerry, and throw the glove in the dugout, the hat on the ground, and kick the wall on the way up? Ooh, he was hot. Still, it's frustrating when you wait to pitch and then have that happen to you. Yeah. Now you got to wait another four or five days to do it all over again. Right. Change up is low, and it's a full count, three and two. Well, the kind of competitor that Bob is, and he is quite a competitor. He puts out 100%. Doesn't like to lose those chances, as Jerry said. But when you got a team that's red hot like the Tigers, even though you got good stuff, you're in trouble. There's a pitch high, ball four. Mantle goes to second, Whitaker goes to first. One, two, third walk given up by Wilson. 
You know, when I was playing for Lefty Gomez, he put me on to that particular phase of pitching. He said, you know, you infielders and outfielders and catchers have a bad day or don't do so well. You're back the next day to make up for it. But a pitcher misses out, and he has to wait four or five days before he even gets a shot at it again. That's right. He's got a long time to think about it and stew about it. All right, Mantle leads off second. Whitaker off first. Here's Jake Gibbs. Takes the strike on the outside corner. And big Steve Hamilton is getting up now in the Yankee bullpen. <clears throat> in the event, the Yankees keep the rally going. It'll be a pinch hitter for Renner. Gibbs has bounced to second and hit to the box. One out. Wilson sets, delivers it outside, and free and bluff the throw to second. Mantle getting a big lead. If this were a close ball game, Mickey could have stole second or third off Wilson. Big girl. Got a pretty good move to first or second, but a lot of times he gets a little careless, especially with a seven-run lead. Kind of goes into a rhythm where you can time your lead. Here's the stretch. The pitch low and outside. Two balls and a strike. Phil, you said something there. I don't know what it is, but Wilson does something that tips off his movement toward the plate, and uh, when he was with the Red Sox, uh, you get a great running right on him. He looks in for the sign now. There are quite a few pitches like that. And if you can keep the game close and get a lot of men on base by walks or hits, whatever, you can steal the bases on them. There's a fly ball. He hit it off the fist, though, to right field. Northrop started back. Now comes in and makes a one-hand catch. Boy, did he misjudge that one. He had trouble getting his glasses down. Had backed up to the warning track and then had to come in about 30 or 40 feet to make a running one-hand catch. It fooled him. We could tell here that the ball was hit off the handle, but evidently Northrop couldn't. And he thought it was going to be hit well, and he started to back up on it. So it's two out, and that gave the crowd a little bit of a thrill. And here's Hauser who has walked and doubled. Phil, let me ask you about glasses. You know, when I used glasses and put them down, all I saw was a black curtain in front of me. I couldn't find the ball anyway. I don't think I really ever used them. I don't know whether they help or hurt. No, uh, it seems like when we were playing, Jerry, only the outfielders wore them, and seldom, maybe rarely, the infielders wore them. There's a strike to Hauser, and I think that uh, takes a lot of getting used to. And if you flip them down too quick, you're in trouble. If you flip them down too late, you're in trouble. It's quite an art of flipping down those glasses. Runners lead off first and second. The pitch to house is swing and a foul kept strike two. Actually, if the glasses are oiled up properly, you just flip the tip of your cap. You don't even have to touch the glasses and they'll fall down. But if you have to flip two or three times and you're not following that ball, when you flip them down, as Jerry said, suddenly everything gets dark. Ready for the two-strike pitch. A high fly to short left field. Willie Horton is there. Under it. And he's got it. So for the Yankees, no runs, one hit. No Tiger errors and two men left. And at the end of five and a half, it's Detroit seven and the Yankees nothing. Well, we get ready for the bottom of the sixth inning. And Mickey Stanley will be coming to bat for the first time. Al Kaline, who leads the American League in batting, had a perfect day. A sacrifice fly, a single and a double. Drove in two runs and scored one. Al being rested for the second game. He's got a bad knee. So Mickey Stanley comes up. Stanley, a right-hand batter. Renner's pitch is low, ball one. Stanley has been at bat 22 times with four base hits. No extra base hits. And no runs batted in. 
He's been filling in in the late innings. Now Rennett, the fourth Yankee pitcher of the day. His curve is low. Two balls, no strikes on Stanley. As a high foul back into the crowd and out of play. In the upper deck. <laughs> Two balls, one strike. Stanley, six feet tall, 185 pounds. Check swing foul at the plate at Nick Gibbs. Down is even at two and two. Detroit leads seven to nothing here in the bottom of the sixth inning. On deck, Willie Horton. As a curve popped up in a short center, could be trouble. Amaro backing up. Now Ruben takes charge and makes the catch. Pepitone was fairly deep, couldn't catch up to the ball. One, one away. And Willie Horton, who has walked twice and fly to center field. On deck, Jim Northrup. Horton gets a good hand. First they carried a stretcher out there and thought they were going to have to carry him off. And Mickey Stanley ran out to go in, but he was sent back and Horton continued. Takes the strike just above the knees. It's all that weight on the back foot just before he's ready to hit. Holds the bat straight up. Takes the curve outside. One and one. Still, that could have been a real tough break for Horton had he been injured seriously because he's missed about half the game so far with that bad Achilles uh, tendon and that leg pull on that uh, lower part of his le left leg. Something like that could have about put him out for the year. That's right. And uh, he's hustling back. It's a ground ball. A short deep. Amara backhands the ball. The throw to first is low, but Mantle handles it and he's out. A good play by Mickey Mantle. That's a tough play when the ball is in the dirt. You don't know which way it's going to bounce. Two away. And Northrop the batter. Northrop hit to the box. Reached on an error and bounced to second. He's 0 for 3. Left-hand hitter. Renner's pitch is fouled back off the screen. Strike one. Now Steve Hamilton gets up again. Renner is scheduled to be the second batter next inning. Now it looks like we'll have another pinch hitter. On deck, Bill Friend. Renner's pitch is inside this time. One and one. Pepitone just about straight away in center. Does not play north at the pull. The 1-1 delivery. His low bounces off Gibbs' chest protection back to the wall. Two balls and a strike. So Whitey Ford, who started the game, had elbow trouble again and also coming down with the flu. That's not a good combination. Pitch is over. Strike two call. Nick the inside corner. Two and two. Two out. Nobody on. Tigers seven. Yankees nothing. Bottom of the six. Renner checking the sign from Gibbs. 
Nods his head. A short windup. Pitches low and outside, and it's a full count. Dick Hauser playing way wide of third base. Roper hit that way quite a bit. Here's the payoff pitch. A base hit in the center field. Hit it right off the handle. Pepitone is up with it, and Northrop's on with his first base hit. Eleven hits now for the Tigers. Two off runners. Here is Bill Friend. Holman is first time up. Came to bat again in the second inning as the Tigers sent ten men to the plate and fly deep to center. Pepitone making a circus catch back by the 440-foot sign. And then in the fourth inning, Friend bounced to the shortstop. Now has nine home runs. Northrop at first. Mantle holding him on. Stretched by Reynolds. The pitch is hit off his fist. Clark backing up in the short right field. Makes the catch. For Detroit, no runs. One hit. No Yankee errors in one man left. And at the end of six full innings, it's the Tigers seven and the Yankees nothing. So the Yankees... And we're going into the seventh inning. All right, Jerry and Earl Wilson pitching to Ruben Amaro. And on deck, Charlie Smith to bat for Rennes. There's a drive to left field, curving foul, and going into the seats out of play. Willie Horton leaning over, talking to the fans. He slowed down before he got to the wall that time. <clears throat> Ruben hit into a double play in the second inning and bounced the third in the fifth. Charlie Smith in the on-deck circle. And Hamilton continues to loosen up in the bullpen. Wilson's pitch is a curve low, one and one. Here's the one-one pitch. Inside, two balls and a strike. Big right-hander. Kicks, delivers, and it's inside. Ball three. Three and one on Ruben Amaro. Ruben digging into the plate. Here's the three-one delivery. He takes it for call. Strike two, three and two. Ready now for the payoff pitch. Here it is, and it's a base hit to left field in the hole. A line drive single by Ruben Amaro. And before Charlie Smith comes up, on New York Yankee baseball, let's pause briefly for station identification. Yankee baseball on WCSS Amsterdam, New York, being brought to you in part by the G. Kruger Brewing Company of Cranston, Rhode Island. The brewers of light golden Kruger Pilsner will never be able to say they brew the most. They don't mind as long as they brew the best. For Hal Rennes, where tomorrow on first, nobody out, and the Yankees trailing seven to nothing in the top of the seventh. Charlie Smith batting 225 takes the strike, a curve ball around the letters. Charlie has five doubles and six RBI, and at bat 80 times with 18 base hits. 
Cash not holding Amaro close at first. Pitch by Wilson, high and tight, one and one. Morris clock on deck. Stretched by Wilson. Check of the runner. As they check swing it to strike, throw to first, eh? Holy cow. Man, he was a dead duck, and it looked like Cash missed the tag. Ruben Amaro was picked off first on a great throw by Friend. And Johnny Stevens did not give any sign, so uh, evidently he figured it was a safe sign, but he just waited there. Looked like Cash stumbled a little bit as he tried to put the tag on Amaro, trying to slide back in, but the throw was there in plenty of time. A good play by Friend. It's one ball, two strikes on Charlie Smith. The pitch is low and outside. Two and two. Wilson ready. His 2-2 pitch is a foul ball outside of third. Amaro back to first base. Two balls, two strikes, nobody out. Tiger scored one in the first, five in the second, and one in the fourth. Wilson set. The pitch is fouled back off the screen. And Corliff has really shortened up that second base. Close to the bag and in. John Ward really guarding the line at third for Charlie Smith. Still two and two. Wilson sets. Delivers swing and a miss at a curveball. Strike three, and that's the third strikeout for Wilson. It brings up Horace Clark, who has two infield singles and has bounced to short. Still, I was surprised to see McAuliffe shorten up the way he did with a seven-run lead, because generally, when you're that far ahead in the latter stages of a ball game, you're going one out at a time to keep any big rally suppressed. You're right there, Jerry. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, he was worrying about the double play. Instead of worrying about keeping the ball from going through the infield and getting one sure. All right, the pitch to Clark. The ball gets away from Freehan in order to hit his bat. Freehan did not hustle after it. The scoreboard has ball one. And it's strike one. It's now the umpire gives the signal that it was a foul tip. And that's why Freehan did not hustle after the ball. Seems strange that he didn't bounce around. Stretched by Wilson. The pitch is hit deep to right field. And that ball is gone. That's going to be a home run in the upper deck for Horace Clark. Horace pulls one into the right center field. Upper deck. Driving in Amaro in front of him. And that makes it a 7-2 ball game. And for Horace Clark, that's his first home run of the year. And now gives him seven runs batted in. And the batter now, Tommy Trek. 
who has hit into a double play, fly to right and struck out. It looks like we might have a little activity in the Tiger bullpen. We'll wait and see. Wilson has had a fairly easy game up to this point. Pitch to Tresh is lying down the left field line. That's going to be in for extra bases. Tresh around first. He's going in a second with a stand-up double. And it'll bring up Mickey Mantle. Go Tresh doubles to left field. And now for the Yankees, that's their eighth base hit. Mickey has walked fly to center and single to right. And Fred Gladding gets up in the Tiger bullpen. in out to the mound to talk with Wilson and now Orla comes in from shortstop Mickey Mantle now has a seven game hitting streak going and he is homed in the last three ball games before this one so Mickey's up there with Tresh at second base Tommy with his fifth double of the year one man out and Detroit leading seven to two Stretched by Wilson. His pitch is low ball one. On deck, Joe Pepitone. Wilson taking a little extra time. Tommy Tresh leads off second. Outfield deep on Mickey. The pitch is fouled back and he had a good cut. One ball, one strike. Earl Wilson taking more time now between pitches. He's got the sign. Looks back at Trice. Delivers and it's high and outside ball two to him on. the top of the seventh inning. The Yankees have broken the ice with a two-run homer by Clark. The pitch to Mick is swing and a miss. And boy, he was going for the downs on that one. Two balls, two strikes. shining brightly here today. This is the best day we've had of the uh, three days that we've played ball here in Detroit. All right, ready for the 2-2 delivery. Wilson's pitch is foul tipped and in and out of the glove of Fran. A life for Mickey. And now Mick goes back. Wants the pine tar rag. A little better grip. Peppertone hands it to him. Two and two. Scoreboard thought it was strike three. Now they put the uh, count up there again. Two and two. One man out. Earl Wilson ready to pitch to Mattel. 
He kicks, delivers it, high and outside, ball three, three and two. Green gives the sign. Wilson ready for the payoff pitch. Here it is, and it's hit deep to right. That's gone way back up there. A two-run homer for Mantle, who is now homing in four consecutive ball games, and suddenly it's a seven-to-four ball game. Mickey Mantle really stroking that potato. His eighth home run of the year. He now has 17 runs batted in and 504 lifetime home runs. And now Mayo Smith walking out to the mound. So the Yankees have come to life here in the seventh inning. A single by Amaro after Smith struck out pinch hitting. Two-run homer by Clark, a double by Tresh, and a two-run homer by Mantle. Mayo Smith. And now he signals for Fred Gladding to come on in. Well, while we've got time, let's have Jerry give us another rundown of the scoreboard. Okay, Scooter, Fred Gladding will be coming on now for Earl Wilson. The ball game has suddenly changed the complexion here with the Yankees coming up with four in the top of the seventh. It's now a seven-to-four ball game. Another American League game, Kansas City leads the White Sox five-to-two. Kansas City batting in the bottom of the seventh. O'Toole, Higgins, Wood, and Wilhelm in there for the White Sox. Nash all the way for Kansas City. Baltimore at Washington postponed because of rain. Minnesota one, California nothing. They're batting in the bottom of the second. Boswell against Clark. In the first of a doubleheader, Boston four, the Indians three. The winning pitcher was Wyatt in relief of Roar. Siebert was all the way for the Indians. Took the loss. Scott had a home run in the eighth with one on for Boston. In the second game, it's the Indians two and the Red Sox one after two and a half. McDowell against Brandon, and McDowell helped himself by hitting a two-run homer in the third. In the National League, the Cardinals beat the Mets 3-2. The winner was Washburn. He went all the way. Cardwell relieved by LeMay for the Mets. Cardwell took the loss. Brock and Maris homered for the Cards. Jones hit one for the Mets. First of a doubleheader, the Dodgers beat the Cubs 6-1. The winner was Brewer, relieved by Reagan in the seventh. Culp started for the Cubs, relieved by Henley, Kuntz, Radatz, and Upham. Banks had a home run. For the Cubs, Davis hit one for the Dodgers. Second game, it's Sutton against Jenkins. That one has not yet started. Houston, two. And the Giants, nothing. And that's after seven and a half innings of play. McCormick against Cuellar. Aspermani had a home run for the Astros in that one. Phillies are batting in the bottom of the 12th inning. They're playing in Philadelphia against the league-leading Cincinnati Reds. It's all tied up at one apiece. Pappas, Abernathy, and Queen for the Reds. Short all the way for the Phillies in that ball game. In Atlanta, the Braves beat the Pirates 7-2. The winner was Johnson. He went all the way. Pizarro, Bloss, McBean, and Mickelson in there for Pittsburgh. Stargell had a home run for the Pirates in the second. And Henry Aaron hit a pair both times with a runner on. Once in the second, again in the eighth. 
for the Atlanta Braves. And right here, with one out, nobody on, the Yankees have pushed across four runs in the top of the seventh inning. For the Tigers, it's seven runs on 11 hits, one error. For the Yankees, four runs, nine hits, and one error. And right now, Joe Puppetone is coming to the plate to face Fred Gladding. And we're back to the Scooter Silverzuto for the action here at Tiger Stadium. First right, game of the Gary. doubleheader. Gladding, six feet tall, 225 pounds, and they nickname him the Bear. And if you looked at him, he reminds you a little bit of Mike Garcia, who they used to call the Bear. And he's done quite a job uh, in relief for Detroit. His pitch to Pepitone is a strike call. Gladding has pitched 13 innings of scoreless relief, in which he has given up only one walk. He also has five saves, and his record is one win and no defeat. Perfect earned run average of 0-0-0. There's a line drive to left center. Willie Horton moving in is there and makes the catch. And Horton glides around well for a big man. Look, a big man who's crashed into the wall and was almost knocked out today. Here is Bruce Whitaker. Hit to the box, bounce to first, and walk. Phil, when you mentioned Mike Garcia, did you ever count the number of times he knocked you down? No, but boy, I uh, get nightmares about it sometimes, Jerry. Uh, he was tough on the mound. A real nice gentle bear out of a uniform, but in uniform, boy, he was mean. There's a strike to Steve Whitaker. Two out here in the top of the seventh. The Yankees have scored four runs, but they trailed seven to four. Curveball pulled foul down the right field line. Nothing in two to count. Larry Sherry, a right-hander, and uh, Hank Aguirre, a left-hander, are uh, loosening up down in the Tiger bullpen. The curve high and outside. One ball, two strikes. Last year, Gladding won five and lost none. Appeared in 51 games for Detroit. The one-two pitch. Foul back off the screen. Two out, nobody on. Tigers were half game out of first place coming into this game. There's a foul again back off the screen. Count still remains one and two. Very little wind blowing today. Wind up by Gladding. A foul. He got around on that one. That's right on out of the stadium. Way back over the roof. Still one ball, two strikes. Earl Wilson works six and two-third innings. Charged with nine hits, four runs. The pitch swing, a foul tip held by Freeman for the strikeout. Well, Gladding does the job. The Yankees come up with four runs 
on four hits. No tiger errors, nobody left. And at the end of six and a half, it's Detroit seven and the Yankees four. For the Yankees, Steve Hamilton comes on, and he's the fifth Yankee pitcher in this ballgame. He told you Whitey Ford started, pitched one inning, and his elbow became sore again, plus the fact that he's coming up with a touch of the flu. And Whitey, unfortunately, is a pitcher of record. He gave up one run on one hit in the first inning. Bowden worked two-thirds of an inning, gave up five hits and five runs. Tillerson worked two and a third inning, gave up three hits and one run. Rennett gave up two hits and no runs, and now Hamilton. Steve appearing in his sixth game of the year. He's one run and lost none. He's pitching to Norm Cash, who has singled twice and lost. Well, Big Steve. He's really rough on left-hand hitters. Into the windup. Pitch to Cash is a curve outside, ball one. Those left-handers really bail out of there when Hamilton is pitching. And uh, Steve only gets in trouble when he keeps the ball inside. Curve in there, strike call, one-on-one. One. Here's the one-one pitch. Another curve, hit off the end of the bat in the center field. Peppertone digging hard and makes the running catch. Nice play by Pepitone. Got a good jump on that ball. One away. Here is Ray Euler. Sacrificed in the second inning. Fly to center in the third. Pops to third in the fifth. And on deck is Fred Gladding. Hamilton's pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Hamilton not wasting too much time. Curve, swing and a miss, strike two. Two quick strikes on Ray Euler. Big Steve ready. Strike three, swinging on another curveball. So here's Gladding, who has been up three times this year without a base hit. He bats him left-handed. Boy, he stands way up in front of the plate. He really looks like a barrel up there. Boy, his front foot is way in front of the plate. Hamilton's curve bounce to the right of the mound. Hamilton over fast up with it. Flips underhand to Mantle in time. Oh, an easy inning for Hamilton. Three up, three down. And at the end of seven full innings, it's Detroit seven and the Yankees four. All right, yeah. For the top of the eighth inning. And it'll be Gibbs Hauser tomorrow to face Fred Gladding. Jake is over three. Bounced to second in the second inning. Hit back to the box in the fourth and fly to right field in the sixth. And now Julie Womack gets up in the uh, Yankee bullpen. 
First pitch by Gladding the Gibbs. He tries to bunt and misses strike one. Jake trying to pull that ball. Bunted right through it. Said if he'd have bunted that ball, it could have been a line drive base hit. He was really running full tilt at the ball. The pitch is high and outside, one and one. Play Gibbs just about straight away. One one delivery, a ground ball right over Gladding's glove into center field for a base hit. And Jake is on with a bouncing single through the middle. Gladding was in position, had his glove there, but it bounced right over the glove. First hit off Gladding, and now for the Yankees, that's their tenth base hit. And here is Dick Hauser. Dick walked in the second, doubled in the fifth, and fly to left in the sixth. Hauser now has a six-game hitting streak. And Sherry and Aguirre get up again, the right-hander and the left-hander for Detroit. So both bullpens going at it. Cash not holding Gibbs too close at first. The stretch by Gladding. Pitch to Hauser is fouled back, and he was trying to go to right field. Boy, he had the right idea. Gladding is deceiving, you know, Jerry. His ball is up on him. Hey, he's a tough guy to pull. If he throws the ball in on you, you might have a chance. But anything away from that plate, you better go the opposite way. Gibbs leads away. Pitch to Hauser. High and tight ball pops out of Freeman's glove, but not far enough to allow Gibbs to advance. One and one. deck Ruben Amaro stretch by Gladys curve way high and inside two balls and a strike Friend trying to slow Gladding down a little bit walks out towards the mound flips in the wall now Gladding looks in for the sign Gibbs dancing off first base the pitch is fouled, but near the stands, word cannot get to it. It goes back into the crowd and out of play. And they have not set up the official attendance today, but this is a real fine crowd. Got to be at least 40,000. Two balls, two strikes on Dickhausen. The Yankees trail 7-4 on the top of the eighth. Gladding sets, delivers a foul. Upstairs, bouncing off the roof down below. Hauser just trying to punch that ball. Gladding kind of short arms the hitters, and the ball's up there before you know it. He sets again. Delivers a fly ball to short center. Stanley coming on. He's there. Makes the catch. So it's one away, and here's Ruben Amaro. Ruben has hit into a double play. That was in the second inning. Bounced to third in the fifth, and singled and scored in the seventh. And Elston Howard is coming out on deck. To bat for Hamilton. One out.
Fred Gladding in uh, relief of Earl Wilson. Pitch to Amaro is outside ball one. Gladding ready again. Delivers it. It's a fly ball to short left field. Willie Horton digging, digging hard and makes the running catch. And boy, Gibbs slipped. He was almost to second base and just did get back. A nice play by Willie Horton, who has amazing speed for a big man. Two out. And now Elston Howard will be batting for Steve Hamilton. Kelly batting 224, has two doubles, one homer, and 10 RBIs. And on deck, Horace Clark. Julie Womack will be coming in to pitch the bottom of the eighth inning. Gladding stretches. His pitch is right down the middle. Strike one call. Kelly moves up a couple inches on the plate now. This was always one of Yogi Berra's favorite parks ahead in Detroit. Curve fouled back. Off the broadcasting booth used by the Tigers, Ernie Harwell. It's nothing in two on Howard. Two quick strikes. Ladding gets the sign. Set. The curve, ground ball, base hit for right field. The ball almost hit, gives in the foot. And Jake stops at second base. Man, that was close. Jake just did lift his foot in time. And time is called. And John Kennedy is going out to run for Elston Howard as Ellie comes through with a pinch hit single to right field. And it brings up the potential tying run of the plate, Horace Clark, who is three for four. Two singles, a homer and bounces short. And right now on New York Yankee Baseball, it's paused briefly for station identification. You're listening to Yankee Baseball on WCSS Amsterdam, New York. Today's game is being brought to you in part by the Jeep Kruger Brewing Company of Cranston, Rhode Island. Brewers of the world's most perfect beer, light golden Kruger Pilsner. Kennedy at first, Gibbs at second, and Clark, who has a two-run homer, got that in the seventh inning up there now. The stretch by Gladding. Pitch to Clark, here's a strike on the outside corner. Tommy Tresh on deck. With the exception of one inning, which was the third inning, the Yankees have had men on base in every other inning. Gladding's pitch, a curve is in there, strike two, and Clark was really fooled on that one. A good breaking curveball right over the heart of the plate. Nothing in two. Each team now with 11 base hits. Tigers got most of theirs early in the ball game. Big damage off Jim Bowden in the second inning. Here's a two-strike pitch outside ball one. Gibbs leading off second. Kennedy off first. Gladding gets the sign. Delivers swing and a miss, strike three. And Fred Gladding, who has been doing the job all year, does it again. For the Yankees, no runs on two hits. 
No Tiger errors and two men left. And at the end of seven and a half, it's Detroit seven and the Yankees four. And now Julie Womack comes on. The sixth Yankee pitcher in this first game. Julie has seen a lot of work this year. This is his 14th appearance of the year, the most of any Yankee pitcher. He has won three and lost two, and his earned run average is .86. Oh, he's been doing his job. He's allowed just two earned runs in 20 and two-third innings of pitching. The leadoff hitter, Don Word up there, takes the strike on the inside corner. Word has double single fly to center and struck out. Tigers lead 7-4 in the bottom of the eighth. Womack's next pitch, a curve low and away, 1-1. One one. Sun shining brightly here in Tiger Stadium. Foul off the end of the bat as Womack came side on with a curve. One ball, two strikes. Womack checks the sign from Gibbs. Now he delivers a curve hit in the air to left center field. Pepitone digging to his right. He's there and takes it. One away. That brings up McAuliffe. Dick bounced the first in the first inning. Single right scored in the second, homered in the fourth, and bounced the second in the fifth. Tigers have two home runs in this ball game, so do the Yankees. Freeman has the other homer for the Tigers. The pitch to McAuliffe, he bluffs the bunt and takes an outside ball one. On deck, Mickey Stanley. Womack's next pitch, low and away. Two balls and no strikes. Womack back. The pitch is over the outside corner. Strike one call. Dooley gets the sign. On the outside corner again. Strike two called. Two and two. One out. Nobody on. Womack delivers. And it's just outside this time. Three and two. Full count on Dick McAuliffe. Womack steps back off the rubber. Now McCullough steps out of the batter's box. Now they're both ready. Here's the payoff pitch. Foul off the end of the bat. He was protecting the plate. Pitch might have been a little outside, but McCullough taking no chances. Once again, Womack will have to come in there with the 3-2 pitch. Leans forward into the windup. 
delivers a high fly deep to right field. Way back there, and that ball is out of here. A home run for McCullough. His second home run of the ball game. And the Tigers now lead 8-4. to four. They have an overhang out there in right field. That runs from the right field foul line all the way out to center field. And that's just where that ball went. It extends out about 15 feet from the lower deck. And Tresh was under there. Rather, Whitaker waiting for the ball to come down, but it just got into the front row of box seats upstairs. Here is Mickey Stanley, who's been up once and popped to the shortstop. Well, McCullough now with seven home runs, two of them in this ball game. There's the strike over the outside corner, one on one. Stanley, a big right hand batter. Colmack Kirk swinging a miss. One ball, two strikes. nobody on swing and a miss strike three goes two away and here is Willie Horton Willie has walked twice fly to center and bounced to short out in the bottom of the eighth inning. Detroit leads eight to four. Pitch to Horton. Side on curve. Head deep to left field. Stretch going back. Back near the wall. He can't get it. It's a home run for Horton. And Stretch had grabbed the fence and tried to leap high. And Willie Horton comes up with his seventh home run of the year. And listen to those Tiger fans. Remember, Willie Horton crashed into the fence early in the ballgame, was almost knocked out. But recovered his win, stayed in the game, and is now home it to make it a 9-4 ball game. Four home runs now for the Tigers in the ballgame, and here is Jim Northrup, who is one for four, singled in the sixth inning. Womack pitch high and tight, ball one. Chris swing and a miss, one-on-one, and Northrop was cutting for the fences. So the Tiger fans have come to life. One ball, one strike. Pitch is outside. Two balls and a strike. Womack into the windup. Curve, swing and a miss. Strike two. Two and two. <laughs> two balls, two strikes, two outs. The curve is a little bit low. Three and two. Payo 
Wild pitch. Swing and a foul tip. Just did get a piece of it. Still three and two with two out, nobody on. Two big runs in for the Tigers here in the bottom of the eighth. Omak delivers, swing and a miss, strike three. Hadn't out in front of a curveball. Boss Detroit comes up with two runs on two hits. No Yankee errors, nobody left, and at the end of eight full innings, it's the Tigers nine and the Yankees four. <laughs> Give your driving a lift with Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. Every trip will be more fun. When you want to go places and do things, what a pleasure your driving can be. For quantity products and top-notch service, your Atlantic dealer is the man to and when you see your Atlantic dealer, he'll fill her up with Imperial gasoline. Imperial will rinse away any dirt deposits other gasolines have left in your carburetor throttle plate area and prevent new deposits from forming. Your driving will be more fun, more than a matter of just getting there, when you use Atlantic Imperial, the clean carburetor gasoline. This is at the top of the ninth inning. The Yankees trailing 9-4. It'll be Tresh, Mandolin, Pepitone to face Fred Gladding. Tommy Tresh hit into a double play in the first inning. Fly to right in the third. Struck out in the fifth and double to left. And scored in the seventh inning. Fred Gladding, who has not allowed a run this year. In relief, doing quite a job. Delivers the pitch, hits Tresh's bat as he tries to duck out of the way, strike one. Man, if it hadn't hit his bat, it hit him in the left shoulder. Slider coming right in on Tommy. Nothing in one the count. Gladding winds. Pitch is low and inside. One and one. Another big ball game to go. Joe Farmer against Fritz Peterson. A one one pitch. Swing and a miss as Tommy was trying to go to left field. One ball, two strikes. Here's the windup. The pitch swing and a miss strike three, and Fresh loses his helmet but strikes out. That brings up Mickey Mantle. Nick's had a good first game. He walked in the first inning, fly to center in the fourth, singled in the sixth, and homered with Tresh on in the seventh. Mickey has now homered in his last four ball games and has 504 lifetime homers. Pitch to Mickey. Right one called, a fastball, right around the knees.
Batting winds again. The pitch. Mickey ready to bunt. Takes the strike. He ducked out of the way of that pitch, and he's not happy with that call. And he's letting Springstead know about it. Nothing into the count. Here's the two-strike pitch. Foul tip off the umpire's chest protector. Mick's still talking to himself up there, and yet he might be talking loud enough for Springstead to hear him. One out, nobody on. Yankees trail. Nine to four in the top of the ninth. Flatting nods. Wines. Delivers a curve. Mickey ready to bunt with two strikes on him. Takes it low. One ball, two strikes. Surprised look on Gladding's face as he saw Mickey run up. One and two, the count. On deck, Joe Pepitone. The pitch, a bouncing ball off Mickey's foot. It's in fair territory. Gladding picks it up, but that ball hit right off Mickey's toes, off the right foot. And man, that had to hurt. Right down off the toes. Bounced high in the air. Stayed fair. But that hurt. That's where you have the least protection on a baseball shoe is right where the toes are up front. Phil, have you ever been able to figure out why it does it to some guys and not others? No, I really haven't, unless it's the way they swing that flat, uh, the bat. Madeline Trech do it a lot. Here's the pitch again, and it's strike three call. And Mickey again unhappy with that call. He does not want to leave home plate, but he shakes his head in disgust. And it looks like Springstead got a big kick out of calling that a third strike. Mickey very unhappy. Two out. Here is Pepitone. Joe reached on an error. Double off the wall in left center. Popped to second and fly to left. Two out in the top of the ninth. Nobody on. Pitch to Pepitone is low ball one. Gladding winds, delivers a broken back ground ball to first base. Pepitone trying to get out of the way. Cash up with it. Makes the unassisted put out. And it's three up, three down. The ball game is over. The final score, the Detroit Tigers nine and the Yankees four. I've got my friend sitting here today. Yes, sir, the whiteout girl. Tell me, any new rules you'd like to see brought into the game? Only one. I'll give every batter who reaches first base a box of whiteout cigars. How's that going to help the game? Well, yeah. the players will try to get to first base. It will make the game more interesting. Mm, it sure would. You know, you could have your own rally. Nine guys could end up at first base. But do you really think that would work? I know it would. You know how popular white owls are. You see them everywhere. It's the famous white owl tobacco that does it. It's aged slowly. Smelled carefully to bring out the mild taste. Smooth flavor. Do you really think the fans would go for that? Why not? There are White Owl fans, too. They know. 
you'll get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. Well, now for the totals, and the highlights here is Jerry Coleman. Okay, Scooter, for the Detroit Tigers in this first game of the doubleheader, nine runs on 13 hits and one error, and for the Yankees, four runs, 11 hits and one error. The winning pitcher was Earl Wilson, his record now 5-3. and three. The loser was Whitey Ford, who pitched only one inning and had to retire because of that elbow and also the fact that he was coming down with the flu. Whitey's record is now 2-4. and four. The save is by Fred Gladding, which is his sixth of the year, and he has really been doing a job for Detroit. Well, that wraps up the first game of this doubleheader.